Titusville. <laughs> heard heard of, it? of it? Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It's lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 114, entitled Amy Davidson. Amy is an incredible person, mother, wife, and friend. She blesses kids every day as their favorite teacher. She has a story to tell and a fighter's grit. We are excited for you to join us. Pull up a chair at the table and join us. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media, and if you can, give us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? No matter who you are, at some point in time in your life, you will feel alone. Being alone is as bad as anything gets. If things are great, but you feel alone, they're not as good as they could be. And if things are bad and you're alone, well, things just got so much worse. There is a Bible verse, Romans 12, 15, which states, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from feeling alone in what this podcast is all about. Each week we go over what's good or bad in our lives, along with some food talk, to model rejoicing and mourning. We then hit the main topic and finish with some do-betters and can't-do-betters as well. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is lunchtime in Rome. Rome. Wow, we peaked on that one. <laughs> and, and Eric, you nailed the preview. I did, first what time ever. What versus who or who versus what? Nailed it. <laughs> I did it. Um, I can go first. We didn't talk about order, so I'll go first. I'll take on the reins of that. Eric, you go. Um, actually, today is Amy and I's... Uh, mine. Whatever. Mine. What? Uh, 14th oh, yeah, wedding anniversary. 14. Oh, right. Amy Hammond. Yes. Not me. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> My Amy. Um, which is crazy. I can't believe it's been 14, 14 years. 14 years. Yeah. Does it feel like one year and 30 or just one? Um, I don't know. What does that mean, one year and 30? Well, like, my point is, in, like, with Rachel and myself, it feels like we just met. Okay. And it feels like we've always known each other. Uh, the love is new every day, but it is rooted so deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Um, so sweet. But, yeah, it was, we had a great day on Saturday, went to the strip district, and... <laughs> Hung out down there. What? I just thought you were going to say you went to the strip club. Oh. <laughs> My wife and I headed well, hey, to the strip club. On their club. wedding night yeah. and on their anniversary. Yeah, it's a tradition. That's how uh, they met. <laughs> boom. Um, no, the strip district and there's all these kind of... They have this new uh, area down there with uh, shops and stuff. And people selling things. <laughs> oh, shops down in the strip district. Well, you know, it's like over by where you used to park. I know what you're talking it's about. Yeah. The At the uh, What do they call that? The terminal building. The terminal. Yeah, yeah, yeah the big, but they're turning it into shopping and stuff. Yeah, That's it's awesome. cool. Squeezing yeah. out the little guys. That's awesome. Um, and man, I love uh, the... Uh, I just love... I, I love the strip district. It is great. Yeah. Once you park... Well, and I, I just go to the, they have a lot down there. It's ten bucks, right? You know, it used to be five at the old lot, then it was six, and now it's ten at this new one. So whatever, but it's well worth the money just to pay the ten bucks and park there instead of trying to find that sounds a parking great spot. That used to be a thing we did mm-hmm. a long time. Ago. Yeah, other, we haven't so done it for a while. Here's the other tip. Speaking of the strip district, um, again district, right? Ugh. Where everybody strips. Um, Whoa, the best day to go is on the day of the St. Patrick's Day Parade. And you'd think it's the opposite, but it's not. It's dead. Like, there's nobody down Interesting. Because everybody's at the parade. Everybody's downtown. Yeah. So, like, I, I we've, we found that out one year, and we've we frequented on, on St. Patrick's Day. It's, it's a great day to go. And um, for all of our avid listeners not from Pittsburgh, the Strip District really doesn't have anything to do with strip clubs. It's a flat you, strip of you land that up just along the Allegheny right. River yeah. that used to be an industrial strip, but now it's a shopping strip. And it's kind, of, it's kind of the hub of like all the import of 
you know, into Pittsburgh. But I would counter. I wouldn't say it was inherently an industrial. It was. It's like where like all the, the mercantile, right? Oh, mercantile. Yeah. You're right. It was a trans- yeah. Well, it was a transportation hub. That's why all the train tracks were. Right. And then the boats would come in if you want to go back even further. Yeah. I meant, I meant mercantile. <laughs> He's from Titusville. <laughs> heard, heard of it? Of it? <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool. It still has that vibe of like you know that's where you get the deals. That's where you get the good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a couple good restaurants down there. Um, yeah, super fun. Um, and then we went to, this isn't my food, but then we went to Off the Rails Barbecue hmm. down in Verona. It was good. Um, I, I would go back. But like I was talking to you, Jay, like it seems like all barbecue is just so expensive when mm-hmm. you go out and you, really is. And, and you buy it like at a restaurant. Like I got a half rack of ribs. It was $14. I don't know if I would do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, For a eh, quarter pound of meat. Mm-hmm. And then Amy got the. But then if you think about it, you get a burger's 14 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. a burger. Yeah. Um, Amy got the uh, brisket and mac, and it was very spicy. Really? And we were trying to figure out, like, I and I tasted the meat, and I was like, it's not the meat. And and I, I was like, maybe it's the sauce that you're using, but it was the same as mine, and it was kind of spicy. Might have been a little too spicy for Amy, but, like, it, it was still, like, no, like, not, not that spicy. So then I tasted the mac and cheese. It was definitely the mac and cheese. The old spicy mac and cheese. I just I wouldn't have expected that. No. Um, was it red in color at all? No, it just looked like mac and cheese, but it was definitely spicy. White pepper, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe Old Bay hot sauce? Probably <laughs> wouldn't look like mac and cheese. That's our new... Never mind. No, but 14 years. Um, Amy is an amazing bride. I love her so much. And um, my... So my my food this week is I've been perfecting pork in my sous vide, and I have it down really good. I can nice. testify. Yeah, I so I I set my sous vide at uh, one forty, and let it go minimum four hours. Wow. Um, and and I set it in the morning, which is great. I'll set it in the morning. Set it and forget it. Right. Set it and forget it, and then at lunchtime. Right on the cast iron skillet, sear it real quick, bring it up to 145, boom. And it tastes so good. The, the, the texture's like, it's so tender and like, man, it's. But not mushy. Not mushy. I did leave one in like overnight just to see like what would happen like next like 24 hours. It was gone. <laughs> it, you could definitely tell like the meat had started to like deteriorate. Hit pork soup. Yeah. Amy, but, you were shaking your head when he was talking about sous vide, which is great for pod. Tell us why were you shaking your head? I have no idea what that is. Oh, uh, see, not sure. <laughs> um, so a sous vide is a. Now do you pr- you pronounce the D? It's so fancy, isn't it? It's vide. I don't know. I mean, it is V I D E, but I just thought it was sous vide. Right. So it's a. It's basically a, a slow cooker, but you um, vacuum seal your food into a plastic bag. And then you submerge it in the sous vide in water, but you set the, the you set the temperature of the water to exactly what you want that meat to get to, and it won't go higher or lower. You are so fancy. I got it for free, and it's awesome. And it really is like last week we talked about. It is like a cheat code of like getting like cooking your meat perfectly because it's never dry. How does it stay submerged? Perfect. Well, there's no there shouldn't really be any air, air. In, in the right. bag, so it does kind of sit in there. And then there's like little slots. And like, there's like a little contraption inside that like right, right. you can like mm-hmm. slot the the meat in. And like, if you do, if it is kind of pushing up, there's little um, clips that you can like clip on the top of the maybe the, a rock. You could do that. Can of soup if you wanted to. Fun fact: the more French you are, the fewer sounds of a word you say. Oh, oui. yeah, that's so, sous That's sous vide in French. A, 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 <laughs> Sorry for all our French listeners. Uh, Got it. You know, Bella used to ask me when I would come home from the podcast, well, who did you offend tonight? <laughs> we the French. We haven't done that in a while. We need to go back to who did we offend today? The French. Well, I'm going to jump in next. I'm going to say my bad for this week. Oh. And really, it has been this week. Allergies, man. No. Like, they are just, like, I, I had done pretty well throughout the spring. The pollen's lighten up a little bit. Yeah, but something else came. Sure. Like it lightened up. Like it was, you know, it was, you know, was kind of. You know, I could feel it in April. Amy will attest to this. We both suffer from allergies. Her worse than than I do, really. But anyway, um, 
end of April, oh yeah, it's lightening up. And then in the past week, something else, you know, blossomed or whatever. And man, itchy eyes, runny nose, scratchy throat. Oh. It's the best. <laughs> At least it's better than this time here. By the way, this is ignoring your emotional hurt. And just moving on to facts, logic, and reason. Good note. So it's too poor emotional <laughs> responding I'm going to give you. Hey, at least it's not this time last year. Well, everybody would think that you had COVID. The COVID. Yes, oh, the COVID. that's true. Um, so that's my bad. I mean, it's not the worst bad. So that's it's a nice thing, I guess. Yeah. Because it's, it's you like the good weather. I do. I did. That was my. In fact, that was part of my good last week. Was the end of the school year and good weather. So it's What's all good is bad. Wrong, Amy. Go on. Yeah, bittersweet. Hmm. Um, my good, however. Oh my goodness! And this, Jay. I hope I'm not stealing yours. Yeah, you are, but it's fine. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Go on. Okay, let's share it. No, it's the <laughs> musical, the Penn Hills High School musical. I'll, you could share your exactly. Part of it. So we can both be at the same place and have. Similar but different experience. It's one. It was wonderful. Um, Penn Hills High School did Mary Poppins this year. Both of um, our children, Amy and my children, Jay and I don't have children together. That we um, know of. Uh, but uh, they were both in it. Ben, who is a senior this year, had um, you know one of the start one of the lead roles, and um, just did a magnificent job and enjoyed himself immensely. And we're, I mean, he's he's just he's done musical for years, and we're very proud of him. And then Lily, a whole different story. She's a freshman this year, first high school musical. Speaking role, yeah. She and she that she volunteered for. Like they needed somebody to do like with this one extra line, and she had been talking about it for days. She's like, I wonder who. I wonder when they're gonna let the messenger, you know, do the messenger line, and who's gonna do it. Nobody's the messenger. I don't know what's gonna happen. And this is so unlike Lily for so long to be so excited about something and vibrant and outgoing in any way like there's just through the years anyone who knows our lily you know knows that she is um reserved socially like she wants nothing to do with with people you know 99.9 percent of the time she wants to be on a screen in her room you know nothing just the world blocked out so the fact and she not only was she in the musical, she's taking um, acting classes downtown. Like, come on. And she's loving it. Like, that was her idea. And she, so wow. to see her, you know, blossoming around something is hmm. really, really fun. It is cool. So that's. Every time Ben was up on stage, I kept on saying to myself, I'm like, man, he is so Ben. He owns it. <laughs> like, he, like, yeah, he was so good. He, when, and I, I've, I've said this, I thought it was a challenging role because he was so stern. And so, you know, uh, reserved mm -hmm. where Ben is. It's so funny. Like his role in Clue yeah. is still one of my favorite things I've ever seen on a stage. Just brilliantly hilarious. And so his character isn't funny. Right. You know, in uh, Mary Poppins until he says, <laughs> you know, super califragically. And he, I think and, and I'll talk more. When he it's was my Mr. Turn. Banks. For those that. of you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but. When he just bursts out with supercalifragilisticexpialidocious and starts dancing, I think every pent-up emotion inside of him burst. <laughs> and in the best way possible, I said he looked like a Muppet just <laughs> running back and forth on the stage. I was looking for strings attached to his elbows and knees. And as much, and spoiler alert, I enjoyed Bella's performance and it made me laugh. I screamed when he started dance running up and down the stage. It was just beautiful. He did have a bit of a Muppet. Like if if you, you can imagine like a Muppet dancing and they're sort of defying gravity for a bit when they're right. you know, both their legs That's and arms are going bad. out or whatever. Yeah. He had a moment there where he looked like he was floating a like bit. Like when Kermit would clap and go off stage. It's kind of like that. <laughs> except yeah. More. Oh, it was brilliant! It was so much fun. So much fun. Oh man! And my my food is is real quick because it's not that great. But I'm gonna share it just because I've been talking about my grilling experiences and working with with you know different heat on the grill and up to just the right temperature. I tried pork chops for the first time in it's got to be at least a couple years since I've cooked pork chops. Um, not bad, not bad. Definitely less dried out than than usual in what the past. Temp? Uh, 145, but the problem is I had a hard time stopping it because, and I won't make this mistake again, I bought them too thin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They it's were just like, the thick like a half inch or whatever. Th oh, and it, it just, like I was, I, I did the searing on each side, high heat, 
And then that was pretty much it. They were done. There right. was no like. They yeah. were good. Yeah, Aww, it wasn't they bad. Were nice. Thank you, sweetie. It, You're welcome, <laughs> honey. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. No, it really it wasn't. Did you like, marinate them? I did not. Oh, well, then, then the fact that they're even edibles is a miracle. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, yeah, for sure. Like, you got to get them something in there. You got to get a little fluid you in there. You guys are yeah. so picky. Well, we're wait till you have one of my sous vide pork chops. I can't understand. wait. You'll uh-huh. never. <laughs> so good. You'll never go back. That's <laughs> so good. Amy, what, what, what do you have to share with us tonight? Oh, well, if I say my good and my bad are the two sides of the same thing, is that. That's brilliant. We've and done that's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Because I was going to say this time of year is my good and my bad. Mm. And it's good because, you know, we're counting down the days till the mm-hmm. end of school. And I know Chris said last week or two weeks ago that he he's going to miss the school year. I am not With going to miss the school year. With all respect to your students year. at home who are listening. Well, I think they're done, too. Okay. <laughs> and that's part of it. They right. Are, students start checking out. Right. And this school year has been very difficult. Exhausting. You know, and I have students in my classroom and at the same time students on the screen that are at home. So kind of doing paying attention, double duty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Some of them really are. And they play games today. We were playing with an invisible ball because we cannot um, actually play catch because we can't share and but it was a magical ball that could go into the computer and the kids could catch it and throw it back so you well, made that, that a it, game it, yeah it, it that worked was good for you <sighs> you're gonna get sued because a kid got hurt from the imaginary ball <laughs> <laughs> you know what this is the first year i played that game and no instrument got hit so <laughs> i go. might keep this up <laughs> sorry kids and then for another game i gave out an invisible trophy win-win 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 win. win. well that's like the gym class where they took the rope away from the jump ropes. You just hold the handles. Oh, okay. So that way no kids feel bad when they can't do it. Oh, yeah, that would have helped me. They, wait, they, really, <laughs> they really did that? Yeah. Wow. You you pretend to jump rope. That's right. That's that's sad. I think that's called hopping. <laughs> and turning your wrists. Yeah. But anyway, it's my turn. Focus on me. <laughs> my bad. I mean, this, is, this is not a, an adult-rated podcast, but damn. <laughs> So that was your good and your bad. Yes. Sorry. I didn't mean to be. But we love that you were. Okay. (laughs) No. But yeah. So it was my good and my bad because it's that time of year and it's crazy. And the kids are checking out and, you know, we have all this stuff coming up. We had musical, which is wonderful, but it was so busy. It was such a busy week. And now every time I get an email about graduation or something, I am excited, but it also breaks my heart just a little bit. Because mm-hmm. he's your little boy, he's my baby, and I can't, I can't, guys. So <laughs> it is. It's good and it's bad. Hmm. Yeah. Is the good? So is the good the graduation, or the good that it's almost over, or is there is the good also? Hey, we're inventing new games and it works. Like what's what was good about it that it's almost over? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and it's getting period. And it's sunny out. I love warmer weather. I love summer. Do you like to work in the yard? I do not. Ah. I like to sit on the porch and read. Nice. Yes. Nice. So morning coffee on the porch. Morning coffee on the porch. Mm. I love. Yeah, my porch is my happy place. Aw. So yeah. Did you want to share some food too? Oh sure. So uh, my favorite food is the food that I do not cook. So I'm very <laughs> glad to have you gentlemen in my life so you can all cook. But for Mother's Day, which I guess was a little bit ago now, we went to Park Bruges in Highland Park. There's also Point Bruges mm. and Point Breeze. We've been to that one. This is our first time going to the other one. But they have really good mussels. I've heard. Over mm. fresh cut fries. Oh, it mm. is so good. Yeah, it is it's like, quite a cool combo. They serve mayo with their fries, too. That's, yeah, it's that's like a delectable... The, the, uh, the garlic I mayo. I like that flavor. Yes. It's so good. And they also have... But I didn't get it this time because I was too full. But they also have a flourless chocolate cake. Hmm. That is really, really is good. Is animal-based? It is not. Oh, all right. Shucks. Yeah. It is chocolate-based. <laughs> is it delicious? It is delicious. Then I celebrate that with <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. But the mussels are animal-based. Yeah, they are. You're welcome. Actually, can't really, I think it's... Mussels have the most protein of like per square inch or per weight mm. of just about anything. Which, wow. if you think about it, they are called mussels. Yes, that's, that's true. true. And I'll chime in real quick to say Amy and I are both seafood eaters for the most part. And, um, but everywhere we go around, you know, it's, I mean, it's Pittsburgh. It's not like, wow, this is a seafood town. Sure. 
but there are some places you can go and, and they serve something really good. And we've always found that a, that these re- at the Bruges restaurants, mm-hmm. man, their mussels are hmm. good. Well, you know why seafood is big in in Pittsburgh? Why is that? Because of Woolies, which is uh, located yeah. down in the Strip District. Yeah. Nice. I love full that it comes, circle. Yes. <laughs> it has come full circle. And this circle is uh, pointing at me. What? Um, for me, I'll start with the bad, and that was Joe's last volleyball match. Mm. Um, gosh, broke my heart. We didn't play well. And he even said to me the night, you know, after the podcast, we're laying up in his bed, prayer time. And he's like, Dad, do you think we'll win? Because we're playing a team that we'd taken at least a game from. And I said, buddy, we have just way too many variables for me to say that. There's just too many guys on the team that could melt down, (laughs) could play terrible. And I said, we clearly have more talent. But I don't know. But we also have more wild cards. And so the day came. And and they the other team did play well. And the way I said it was, we played better than they did. And we also played worse than they did. Mm. And our worst was worse enough very inconsistent that we lost the match mm. and and so alan is on our team and alan is on the basketball team and alan touches 11 feet in the air um he is by far our best hitter wow. but joe is our best all-around player um and for alan got hurt in the third game mm. you know we, we lost first won the second and he got hurt in the third and we lost the third and we just yeah it just fell apart and it you know I just felt so bad because he cared so much and that we didn't have a better team for him. You know, we, we've had, you know, we haven't been great in a long time, but we haven't been this bad. Mm. And so that broke my heart. And he was, he tried so hard. And, and we talked about the podcast, how his last set in his last home game, he packed the kid in the head, you know, and this, it was at a timeout 20 to 15, the game goes to 20. So if the, or 25, if the other team gets 25, they win. And so we lost a point, 21-15, and then Joe gets set, and he swings with all his might, and he hits it out of bounds. Mm. And at this point, he's just pressing. He's doing anything he can to will his team to win. And in the position that he plays, everything has to be good for him to be effective. Otherwise, it's just irrelevant. Mm. So that just it really broke my heart to see him be upset. Um, And a couple kids were laughing that didn't play well were laughing on the bus ride home and Mm. having a great time. And so part of my good I wasn't going to say is I didn't kill them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was, I mean, they had played terribly and they just were so excited for the season to be over. Yeah. I said they had been freed from competition that I really believe they weren't competitors. And so Mm. now it was all over. They never had, they'll never compete again in the rest of their lives. Mm. And that's going to be good for them. Um, What's good, of course, was the musical on many levels. Certainly Bella was given arguably the perfect role for her, Mm -hmm. the comedic relief the flustered one. I mean, she's almost being typecast into that and that's fine because it's right in her wheelhouse. (laughs) But I was so proud of just her timing and like somebody, I mean, and again, people come up to you and tell you how great your kids are and, you know, thanks. You know, that's nice Mm -hmm. because I don't want you to come up and tell me my kids suck. (laughs) (laughs) But when they say things like, I was able to understand every word she said. Mm. Like as somebody who is a public speaker, boy, that's important. You know, Mm. and to be able to watch the comedic timing and the different things. It was. I always judge somebody's performance based on how much do I worry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like right. Madison, who was the female lead, when she's singing, I'm not like, oh boy, here comes the note. Like, no, she's got this. Right. Yeah. And with Bella, I was like, okay, good, she's got this. Mm-hmm. And to watch the reaction and and to have people applaud when she leaves, but it's not the end of a scene. You mm-hmm. know, you're like, all right, there we go. Yeah. yeah. But the secret good part of the of the musical was her dancing. Mm-hmm. That when they were giving out the roles, they said, okay, Bella, you're Mrs. Brill. Or Miss Brill, and you're a tap dancer. And she said, Oh, okay, but you need to understand, I'm not a dancer, let alone a tap dancer. And they sort of, to a degree, like Lily, you know, they said, Well, you're going to be. And she's like, Okay. <laughs> and so even though the musical is going so well, I'm like, She didn't dance yet. She didn't dance mm-hmm. yet. And she came out, and I could watch her face, and I could tell, as a parent can, boy, she's really focused. Mm-hmm. A face I hadn't really seen before, which yeah. says something about something. But <laughs> and but I kept watching the girls who were tap dancers around her, and I'm like, okay, same, same, same. All right, she's doing the same things. I think she's doing it right. She's doing it right. And then I leaned over to Bob Pleskowski, who has been on the podcast. And we I have s- the same birthday. I did not know that. We do. We're birthday twins. Not the same age. No. No. <laughs> and I said, most athletic thing she's ever done. <laughs> like, I've never seen her move that much in her life. 
She looked like a natural. I mean, and that's probably the truth is that she is a natural. She's just never had any classes. She, one, she took one year. Oh, okay. When she was like five. <laughs> and she's like, I'd rather sing. I'm like, all right. And I was like, yes. <laughs> like, absolutely. I don't have to sit through another dance recital. <laughs> yeah. Those things are only, only four or five hours well. long. Yeah. yeah. And let me see. Uh, what number are you, daughter? Uh, I'm on three and 76. <laughs> Great. Great. And for me, food is the fact that my fire, my fire, my char- my propane grill <laughs> caught on fire, <laughs> dot, 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 for the second time. To the point where I had to use a fire extinguisher. And our good buddy Evan Orowitz had told me that the fire extinguisher materials really deteriorates the metal, which was true because after the first one, I had to wrap foil around a couple parts of the burners because it oh. had, Yeah. So that's bad, but that's my food story. And today I bought a new grill, and hopefully Yay. right now Rachel's putting it together. Because if, uh, if I got to put it together, <laughs> we're going to have another fire. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> But that is certainly more than enough about me and you and everybody in this room, but Amy. Amy, we are so excited. We loved when you and the ladies were on. And uh, to hear your story is a beautiful thing. And I know that you are not uh, beaming with excitement (laughs) at this process tonight. But um, tell us how you feel coming into this. I feel pretty anxious. <laughs> yeah. Be- because? Um, I guess I am not so much of an open book to most people mm-hmm. outside this room and our small circle. So that is a little bit nerve wracking. Well, then why come on? Because <sighs> I believe in the emotional <sighs> needs. No, I do. And I trust you guys. Right. And trust is huge because we're not going to go anywhere. You don't want to go. Yeah. And you're comfortable enough with us that if we go somewhere we're not wanting to go, you'll yeah. say, we're not going there. Right. Stop. <laughs> so tell me what's the worst part about Chris. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Please don't. Whew, was Why? She, was, she wasn't going to say. I was going to say your red jacket. <laughs> I hate that jacket. Do I know the red jacket? He wore it to the concert. It's my... He's got it. His disc golf... I said, that jacket is the opposite of everything that I am. Wow. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? We have to get a picture. We have to. All I did... It's like a winter windbreaker. It's not even a winter. It's a very lightweight rain jacket. You don't wear it to concerts. It's not a concert jacket. It was an outdoor concert. (laughs) I didn't know... What, what is a concert jacket? Something cool, like a leather, like a leather jacket. I ordered this thing. Now, granted, red was not my first color, but that's what they had in stock. Red, I like red. I like red too. It was my favorite. My my go to is no. I was going to go orange. So it's not that I wasn't going to go bright, yeah. but I'm I like orange. But anyway, I order red. It comes in the mail. I pull it out of the bag, and she immediately is like, "What is that? <laughs> like it is the bane of her existence right now." Which is, I guess it's a good sign if, if my windbreaker <laughs> is the worst part of me in her eyes. If, if that Sorry, was, honey. If that Please continue. True. So tell me, you said you, you do think this is important. How have you from seven years ago when okay. we sort of got together? And what was your introduction to emotional needs and emotional responding? I mean, did we do just church or? Well, we did that class at the Blessing Board. Ah, uh, the Ministry Chris of the and Champion. Yeah. Um, yep. Yes, that was the from good to great. Yes. And and so tell me about your experience in learning that as far as like, all right, we'll go, whatever, to, huh, like what stuck out with you and what where has it impacted your life? Oh, these are big questions. I, I think. What other clothing items do you not care for? That's <laughs> that a much safe, more safer topic. <laughs> I, I, I do, though, like. First of all, learning more about myself mm-hmm. and you're trying, a big enneagram person, right? I am an enneagram person, and I like the Myers Briggs stuff and like all of that stuff. Trying to learn about me because I feel like I'm confusing to me. <laughs> mm. But see, no, that's huge. Yeah. yeah, because I think a lot of people, a lot of people go through know. life and they they don't know, yeah. and and some don't know that they don't know. Right. And so you're already right on your way when you're just like I don't get me yeah <laughs> and so those things kind of help you right so, yeah so it definitely helps me to learn more about myself and if I'm getting upset about something then I can be like okay this is why I'm getting upset and kind of chill out a little bit 
And then also, of course, in relationships and a marriage, when Chris and I started going out when I was younger than Ben is right now. Whoa. So that's really gross. But yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah, because I was just turned 18 and um, we kind of grew up together. So trying to figure out marriage and life mm-hmm. with another human being. Yeah. Like all these tools are very, very important. We definitely did not come into a relationship with a full understanding of each other's relational needs. That is for sure. And so if you think about that, you're younger than Ben is now. So we'll just go with 17. Yeah. You know, and you're now more than 17. Right. And it was many years into that, that you started to do the relational needs. stuff like that, did you have any aha moments or things that you were like, Oh wow, this is why, like you just said, now I understand why something bothers me. Right. Is there a specific one that you could even come up with? Like, Oh, this is something that bothered me when I was younger or it bothers me. You know, somebody cuts me off in traffic or whenever the phone rings at two in the morning or, (laughs) you know, anything like that, that you were able to identify having then since learned these things. Um, they can be general too. Yeah. I'm trying to think of something really simple because I tend to go like, super deep really fast that's my problem Mm. i start to like pick apart in my brain like oh well this is this deep-seated thing from when i was a kid so let me try to think of something easy (laughs) help help me think of something with security that like well you do have a lot of deep-seated things from when you were a kid i'm not saying we're going there but you do have a lot of that yeah uh which is i mean that's normal i think that's more normal than you think it is but i'm not saying we have to share all that but you want something for security which is your highest score i guess huh right you scored a six on security um you just want to know as i as i tell you what you want um you want to- well, i've told you <laughs> like so yeah, yeah. you want to know that things are going to happen right in the way that someone says they're going to happen yes that someone yes. may or may not be me at times yes so it can be something super simple, like even I'll say Ben, if I say Ben says, oh, yes, I'm going to do the garbage tonight. I'm right. going to do it, you know, this thing. And then, oh, it got away from him. I get more upset than I should, because to me, that's security. It's something else you now have to keep on your plate to right. worry about. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So you tie that into security. Hmm. And yes. I, I don't deny that. Where does that come from? Why does a change in schedule cause you to feel insecure i feel like for me everything is super um it's it's like a house of cards that's ready to fall Mm -hmm. and so one to me it's a lie do you know what i mean like you lied you didn't keep your word you said you were going to do this and you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a little shaky house of cards. So with Ben, it's not such a big deal because he's my kid. But with, you know. Like that's annoying to you. Yes. And, and, and like the the Ben thing. Right. But if there was a bigger issue that, that happened, that's going to hit you really, really, really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't have a lot of emotional reserve, if you're tired, if you've had a long day and then for Ben or Lily, right. then you go, well, what have I raised? Right. You're like, you know, if it's, if it's a good day, it's, mm-hmm. oh, Ben. Yeah. But then you could still go dark and, and obsess over it and say, oh, well, is he always going to be this way? Is he yeah. not going to be able to be real? I'm asking. Is that? Yes. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And you said, you know, a lie. I mean, you said lie with a fervor. You're like, that's a <laughs> lie. Oh, yeah. I, I don't do well with lies. Yep. Right. So therefore, let me ask you, is that because... You were raised in a way that it was like your word is your bond and you never lie. No. Or <laughs> did you see inconsistencies in people around you? Ding, yes. ding, ding. Yes. That I love I love watching Chris's face. He's like, <laughs> and mind you, I'm not even looking. Yeah. You know, just His looking eyes are like getting bigger. Like, like that. yes. And, and how did it? that manifest itself? <laughs> um, well, there were many things that did not make sense mm. in my life when I was young and things weren't always happy happy joy joy at my house and like everybody says you know our parents tried so hard i think we're like the first generation of parents to sit down and try to figure this stuff out i i feel i think like what we talk about like Mm. now we know how we've hurt our kids (laughs) everybody does but you know you say something you're like yeah that that one's gonna leave a mark right you know whereas before it was just like yeah you're the kid suck it up buttercup Right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And my parents, you know, they had rough, difficult lives and then they didn't know how to, you know, respond. But they didn't know how to handle themselves. So how are they going to handle you? Right. There's yeah. nothing right. modeled for them. Right. Yeah. And I think my dad has a lot of anxiety. Hmm. And so plans would change very similar to what Amy was talking about. Like, this is the plan. Last minute, it would change or something would be happening. Like, my parents would fight and my dad would leave. And he would come back in a day or two, but he would. And so I'd be, you know, so scared and like, what is happening? Right. And what caused it? Yeah. Was it me? Was it me? Yeah, exactly. And then, oh, I'm saying a lot of things. That's okay. But (laughs) even just that that little thing of you you talking about your dad, you know, would leave like, you know, or, or Amy's. Amy's parents would would go their separate ways for the night, and then Amy's all alone. And like you're, you're like, you know, what what did I do? But that little right. part that you just mentioned is huge because like when you're a kid and somebody leaves and you don't know, or there's drama, or there's yeah, or there's drama, right? Like that definitely will impact your sense of security. And for I th- sure, I think for you, Amy, and correct me if I'm wrong, but um, and there were some sort of bigger moments like that that happened. But also for you, it might have been um, just a, a cascade of smaller things as well. Because I think um, there was a consistency in the inconsistent nature of plans being yeah. upheld. Things yeah. that you were looking forward to, things that you were counting on, things that you had right. put time into um, getting ready for that suddenly were not happening. Right. Yeah. And like with my Amy, and I'm going to ask you this question with my Amy, things are what's good is bad. Mm -hmm. So like she would get her hopes up and then it wouldn't happen and then it's bad. Right. So like now in in her current life, not as bad as it used to be, but she still lives in those moments of like she can't get excited about it because she knows the shoe's going to drop, something's going to happen, it's going to fall through, I'm not going to get my thing. Like is that the same for you? Um, I think that I've kind of figured out how to just be okay with rolling with whatever happens. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even get excited. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know honestly, what I mean? But see, that's a bummer. Cause like, <laughs> that's a full cup thing. Yeah. It's a full cup thing. So you want to be excited about whatever's coming up. Cause that's, that's exciting. That's, that's what you're supposed yeah. to feel. You know, and like, you know, when we get ready for vacation, like that's part of like, that's part of the vacation to me. Like yeah. I get excited. You know what I mean? And I do get excited <clears throat> about vacation sure. and things like that, but other things that aren't necessarily, cause I know we're going to go. Like right. I, I know yeah, that that's going to happen. You're making it happen. But something that doesn't just depend on us, that depends on other people. Yeah. Right. Like, Your faith in things being other people following through. Right. Yeah. Correct. It's, it's a bonus at best. Yeah. If they do it. And so instead of allowing yourself to get excited, you put a shield up, basically. Yeah. You minimize like, the hurt if it doesn't. Whatever happens, happens. If it happens, good. If it doesn't, eh, I'm fine. This is, it's all fine. <laughs> I want to go backwards one step okay. and sort of wrap up the parent talk in regards to, and, I, and I've said this before, that there's no parent out there who had their emotional needs met. Right. And none. I mean, it hadn't happened. Right. And so they all, I hate this, I hate the phrase, they did their best. Really? Ugh. You know, when people say I did my best, first of all, we've talked about this before. They never say that after an accomplishment. <laughs> I did my best and I won. No. It's always, you know, I failed. So but I did my best. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I've ever done my best at anything. You know, I've, I think I've done by 92% a couple times, you know. But they all tried hard mm-hmm. and I'm sure they all full of love and everything else. But, you know, I may not try to stab somebody with a knife. But if I do, they still need to heal. Yeah. And that's why it's so important that we have these real conversations. Because as I'm sitting here talking to you, I think of poor little you. You said it was just a consistent pattern, Chris. Mm -hmm. That it wasn't like that one day. No. And so you think of what a a drop of water does to a stone over time. Mm -hmm. And it's like I want to, except for the fact that your need for affection is negative. (laughs) Two. I want to hug that little girl and say you're special and you deserve this and that the variables in your life aren't your fault and they don't always have to be there. And so that you're conditioned to, well, I guess that's just who I am. So when we talk about um, where your hurts go in your cup, for those who have just tuned in for the first time or listening for the first time, hurts go four places. They go to anger, fear, 
guilt and self-condemnation. So basically believing that you're not worth, um, your needs aren't, you aren't worth having your needs met. Where do you go most oh, of the time? Oh, self-condemnation, 100%. Yep. Because if, if I really deserve to have my needs met, they would have been met. Yeah. And I think that's probably why approval, belonging, that right? Yep. Isn't that approval, it? belonging. That's my, yep. that, that's my second to highest one. And I feel like those two, like I've kind of gone back and forth when I'm thinking about this, how security and that approval are really tied in together. Yeah. Because you have the one met, you know, if everything is secure, then I know that I matter to you. Right. That it's a measure of that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. That if you don't care enough to tell me the truth and I can't trust you, mm-hmm. then I don't matter to you as your whatever you are in a relationship. Um, Heather Houlihan has uh, listened to the show and has been at the table many times. And she asked me about the, the difference between respect and appreciation. Mm. And we talked for a while about it. And I said, you know, that she measures respect in certain people by the amount of appreciation oh, they interesting. have. Oh, interesting, yeah. You know, she said, hmm. if I, she said, I don't really have a high need for appreciation. She goes, I do the teacher appreciation day. I don't care if a teacher thanks me or not. Right. Because mm-hmm. she doesn't care if they respect her or not. Mm-hmm. But so in the same way for you, I think, you know, your need for security is how you could measure that. Right. And it breaks my heart that it is that way. But yeah. the reality is we are who we are, you know, and yet to not give up on having that met. And I think it's so important that for somebody like Chris, now knowing this, like you didn't even know this, mm-hmm. but I mean, till years ago. And so now it's like, okay, here's how you can meet my need. And here's how to really avoid. Because when somebody just either maybe doesn't even lie to you, but doesn't remain consistent with their word, which sounds like wordplay, but I mean, they didn't maliciously lie. Right, right. But they just showed up late or they did something else mm-hmm. or they, you know, it's not just that day that hurts. It's it's a ringing, stinging hurt from many, many years ago. And that's the beautiful opportunity that you have, Chris, to meet that need. Right? Something I'm, I, no, it's true. Something He's writing I, it down. Don't lie. Don't be late more. for things. I, hey, nobody at this table is consistently late for things, except me. <laughs> but well, you always say it's Amy's fault. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I know, I know. He almost never <laughs> says that. Because it no, would be and, a lie. <laughs> and I've said even very recently, like, man, I still struggle with, like, focusing and finding, you know, Amy's and whoever's emotional needs and... and, and it's security and it's belonging. Got it. <laughs> there it is. But you mean how it applies. Exactly. Yeah. And and when, you, when, when you're upset with something, Amy, are you able to articulate or... You know, hey, this is why. Um, usually after the fact. And what does that mean? Two like, months, two no, weeks, like two hours. No, like the next day. Like probably like the next morning, I'll be driving to work, and I'll call. I think I called you today. I <laughs> <and> said <laughs> BTW. No, because like he always says, I can't believe you have a negative in support because it seems like you hmm. need my support. And I said, I. I I want you to think about whenever you think it's support, how it's really security or mm. it's approval. Give me a, give me an example. Well, like for example, I had a whole bunch of stuff to do the other night on, like I just had laundry to fold and stuff to do. And he said, well, what do you need from me? And I said, I thought, I think it would just be great if you sat on the couch and kept me company while well, I did it. And, and then later he was like, I can't, why is that not support? And I said, I'm like, I don't know why it's not support. <laughs> but it, how is that? Do you want to know why it's yes, not support? I do, because my interpretation has always been like, well, it's you come alongside somebody. And, <laughs> and you're like, I'm literally them. coming alongside. Right. I'm like, well, she right just wants me to <laughs> be alongside her while she does this. I'm like, that is support. But anyway, please continue. Support <laughs> would be if you got down. And helped her finish the laundry. Okay. Which. <laughs> that's not good. No, I'm just kidding. I don't want him to, though. Not only, I've got a system. Not only did you not need him to. Yes. That would have made it much worse. <laughs> so that would be support, helping uh, okay. her do it. Okay. By you sitting with her, it gives her approval blessing, saying, he cares about what I'm doing. He cares about me as a caretaker in this family, providing. And he's giving approval of this process and deems it worthy enough to sit here while I do it. 
which she would also therefore find to be quite encouraging, which is one of your higher needs. Yes? Yeah, it, it, it is. A, yeah. yeah, medium high. Right, you're very yes. similar to Rachel in that. Yeah. In okay. that you have a high need for encouragement. Z- don't don't help me do it. <laughs> yeah. So there's the difference, and in those two slash three slash whatever else that he you don't go okay you do your thing bye yeah because then which is how we know we've been hurt one of the ways we can know we've been hurt is when you feel alone so if you're just in the room by yourself folding laundry mm-hmm. well, it just doesn't matter I'm just here which goes to appreciation nobody really cares that I'm doing this hmm never really thought of it like that <laughs> and her appreciation what? is pretty high too it is no it's just funny you came out of like left field you're like huh. I, we okay. talked about okay. writing stuff on my hand earlier. I think I am going to write your emotional <laughs> needs on my hand every day, maybe because obviously I, I do shower people. Um, what you shower? I do. Oh, I'm a you clean take person. A shower. I take a I shower. Like, so oh, I don't. I don't shower people. <laughs> <laughs> nah, sorry, that's not what I meant. Strip clubs and I'm just, shower. People. I'm telling the <laughs> Chris Davidson, everybody. I'm telling people I do shower so the ink wouldn't stay, but I should I could rewrite it every day and and then it would be ingrained in my memory. How about a tattoo? Ooh, a tattoo with your wife's emotional, emotional wow, needs. That might be the most brilliant tattoo. <laughs> Except to what if they change down the road and you're like, well, maybe you change the numbers. Yeah. Maybe you have to do a plus. <laughs> or you could do them like in in tally marks instead. So you could just like yeah, Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Except when you have to erase them. Oh. You have to, that'd be mm, okay. Good answer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I w- are you gonna, is that all? I think I made my I point. I believe I said, I wa- <laughs> is that, I was all? Well, I remember you were like had this big point, and I was like, what was this point? No, I was just about writing on my hand. Well, when I do pre-marriage teaching, I always ask people, after they do the relational needs questionnaire, as you can all do by going to lunchtimeinaroom.org.com. Dot com. Dot com. And hit the relational needs questionnaire drop down button or whatever we call those things. Not very techy. Um, Eric? In the main menu. In so the main menu. There you go. If you will. <laughs> it's so hard to find. Eric designed it. Beautiful website. It's beautiful. It's when, it's almost good as Singe Graphics. When you, uh, once they Shameless do that, plug. I Not have the couple, I, do, I use the phrase, give legs to the need. You know, if you just say, oh, I have a high need for approval. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, but for you, for him to meet the need for approval blessing, which means, you know, for those who are new to this, it means that the relationship that you have, that you value that relationship, that if he says my wife, that he says it with, with, with fervor and with appreciation, not yo ball and chain, <laughs> you know, that would be hurting you in that regard. Um, some people that's for, for many people, that's the hardest one to meet. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you tell somebody to, how can you value me more? How can I know and feel that very often? I have people do that through social media that if once a week, you know, and they have to ask the other person, you know, Amy, would it make you feel better if once a week, Chris put on Facebook, I have the greatest wife in the world, right? No, no. Right. But that's one <laughs> of the, so the point is then imagine he's like, all right. He has it on his tattoo. Yeah. I have to meet her need for approval belonging. All right, I'm going to make an Instagram post with a picture of her and how she's the greatest wife in the world. And you go, you have to take that picture down. <laughs> and then you go, what? I thought this was what you wanted. Right. <laughs> I wanted you to sit next to me while I folded the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> so the key is in the future when she says that, maybe for you is, and again, we talk about open and honest and vulnerable communication is to say hey it really makes me feel this when you do that so you don't go but you don't want support so i shouldn't have to sit here mm. ah. sounds like me i don't know jay <laughs> well, you said that's what you said oh yeah I, i'm not, I I'm not making anything up this was five <laughs> minutes ago where you said that you said that to her can i can i shamelessly <laughs> can i compliment my wife and say no. that no you don't do that here. <laughs> she really um, has, in the past, I don't know. I mean, like you said, we started learning about emotional needs probably six or seven years ago now. Um, I would say in the past time. couple, though, maybe even j- especially, well, it probably just gets more and more more recent. I'm not making any sense right what now. Let me. I'm going to start this sentence again. In more recent times, nope. It re- <laughs> 
it's gotten <laughs> worse. It's gotten summer. better over time. We've known yes. her for a while, and it's gotten better. Over and time. very recently, yeah. recently, she has shown a real understanding for expressing herself to me through the relational needs, the vocabulary. Yes, and I I do find that very useful because I my brain, as you know, is very analytical and practical in in in. In, a, in an organizational manner. He's a so, dream killer. I am a dream. That's what she calls me as well. Yeah, I'm a dream killer. Man, I'm sorry that took me so long. She just wants to talk about her dreams. Flush that out. Why do you call him dream killer? I'm going to be like, oh, someday I'm going to have a beach house. And I'm going to be he's like, well, you know, we can't have a beach house and this and we can't. I'm like, just let me pretend that I have this imaginary dream beach house <laughs> in my head for a second. Just encourage me <laughs> is what you're saying. Oh, just let me imagine, pretend. We are so similar in a lot of ways, but the, our brains do, uh, you know, they work differently in many ways as well. So she'll throw out some dreams and just wants me to share in her Join her in her emotion. Yes. In her hope and excitement. And I turn it into, well, how can we make that happen or not? We can't do that. We can't possibly do that. But that's also a good example. And I don't have your emotional needs in front of me right now either, Chris. But it's, she says that. What are your highest? Respect. Respect, security. Okay, let's stick with those two. Hey, one day we're going to have a house at the beach. Wouldn't it be great if we had a house at Ocracoke and it would be there and we could go there whenever we wanted and everything else. And you go, wait, so the life that I've given you so far isn't good enough. So I'm not a good enough husband and you don't think I make enough money. And I know we should have more money, but I don't have enough money. And how am I ever going to have that much money? Probably not in the front of his brain. Well, not. it's close. I I go to... um We'll be destitute. Like, what are we? What are we working towards? We would just work towards something like, and 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 throw all of our, which is where security comes in, right? Yeah, throw all, all our money into that, and then all of a sudden, oh my gosh, like our, what's our retirement going to look like? What We're going to do with the Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Can't sell the Tesla. So wait, you, again for Pod, you're making great faces. Is that because that surprises you that he goes through that in his brain, or just no? The t- just the Tesla was funny. Oh, was sorry. Funny. <laughs> I was just that was. That was a good one. Good job, you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's important for the people that are listening to see that's how it is so intricate that, you know, that your dreams he receives through his own lens. And so he's not able in that moment to say if he's not thinking, wait mm-hmm. a minute, mm-hmm. what are the odds of this is going to happen? All right. Maybe I can just join her in emotion. Like, man, that would be great to sit and have a cup of coffee with you and then go down to, and it would be cool if I can remember the names of anything. The blind melon? No. What was it called? There's a flying melon. Flying melon. But we've actually never eaten there. Yeah. We got to do that. Well, you know, you can't because then it's all over. <laughs> but my point is, you've done everything. There's no yeah. more to do. Can so, I say another aspect of that, though? That do. this, so it also enters my brain when she does this sort of dreaming that, well, if I agree to that now, and say, oh, that would be great. Oh, wow. She's going to be let down later because it's... And you're a liar. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh, turn it around. Well, so, <laughs> and it could appear that way. Go on. Well, that's that's basically it. Like, that's just that's another thing that enters my head. Like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to make like false, you know, things we can't follow through on because then she gets her hopes up and then it hurts when your hopes are dashed. You know what I mean? Sure. And that is such a great example of how intricate and messy and sensitive they can be, emotional needs. And that if we only see them through our own eyes, then we're never going to meet the other person's needs. And so in that example as well, then, yeah, you just got to be careful. You know, like, yep, five years from now, we're going to be sitting on the beach. Like, no, gosh, no, don't say that. <laughs> you know, but yeah, that would be nice someday if it could become possible. Like, you, you, yes. that would be okay for you. Yes. And it would be okay if you said... Are you just wanting to dream right now? Right. You could just say that. Just check and I'll in. be like, yeah. Vulnerable. Honest. Open. That's another thing we've gotten better with, though, yeah. honestly, right. is just open communication. Or even just like, I, if I want to tell you something right now and I do not want facts, logic, and reason. Yeah. So we'll say that, too. Or the <laughs> like, opposite. 
Yeah. Yeah, we've said that too. Like, okay, I want to tell you this and I just need some advice. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I just said that to Joe. I said, look, I, I comforted you earlier, right? Are you ready for advice? He's like, yeah, that's what I want. I'm like, all right, sweet. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I only joined you so long and then we're just doing the same thing back and right. over again. So, Amy, let me ask you this very difficult question. Okay. As we get done here and we transition on from this part of the conversation, what are you going to say tonight or tomorrow that you go, I should have shared? Yeah. Well, the, the don't be a, bu- a bully. Just people. I'm sorry. I would like to, not you. Oh. Just people who are listening. <laughs> open question. Like, why are people bullies? Like, because that's, a, I think that's a big part of my approval belonging is I was uh, bullied. talking about childhood mm. hurts. When I was, okay. you know, in like upper elementary school. And I feel like I didn't do anything. I was a mess of a kid. Like, I was a mess. But mm. that was because, you know, my parents didn't understand. Mm. I don't know. But it was a mess. And so I just, I didn't do anything and I didn't understand what was happening. And so you got a lot of crap yeah. that you didn't deserve. And then you didn't get the stability that you needed at home. Right. And so, whereas people could have come alongside you and at least not hurt you mm-hmm. and let alone be a good friend. They just took out their hurts and pummeled on top and made a sad girl sadder. Right. Which breaks my heart in a million pieces. So, therefore, we therefore. should make sure that our kids are not bullies. Yeah. I don't understand. But I'm a very, like, as a teacher. Oh, like, when you see somebody bully somebody? It's, it's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. But now I have the little ones, so. Well, this brings it full circle, too, to something you said earlier, Amy, that we sort of, as a parental generation, have a chance to instill in our kids... A, a better understanding of how to listen to each other and 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 respect each other's emotions um, than maybe the generations before us. Yeah, right. And we've already said Ben and Lily are so much nicer to each other than we ever were right. with our siblings. For sure. So you must be doing something correct. Sorry, siblings, but <laughs> they're not listening. They're not well, listening. Does, <laughs> <laughs> they really aren't. That doesn't they make sense. Listen, though, they like the me. the whole bullying aspect of that with your sense of security and sense of approval belonging that makes complete sense that is very consistent with those things yeah so i just want to throw that in there no I, no and we can and the macro further. well and the macro answer is everybody's hurt yeah and right everybody's cups full hurt people, and hurt people. they're not getting their mm. emotional needs met no yeah and everyone can, can do, do better. better yes <laughs> including oh, transition <laughs> including uh Segway. this woman in ohio ding Woman uses 10-pound log of meat to beat down her arch enemy in Ohio Walmart. This meaty assault took place in... <laughs> Wait, is this a do-better or can't-do-better? This is the do-better. Okay. <laughs> and I have a do-better next. The can't-do-better part of it is the written the written article. Okay. Uh, took place in Euclid, Ohio at a Walmart because where else could this happen? Uh, the South Euclid Police Department posted about the fight on their Facebook page, leading me to believe that I should follow more police department social media because this stuff is gold. 5-11, p.m. Officers were dispatched to Walmart, the potato chip aisle, for a disturbance between two women. Upon arrival, officers learned one woman had a protection had a protection order out against the other, stemming from an incident, incidents, from the produce aisle, <laughs> from, from when the two resided in the same duplex in University Heights. When the two made eye contact with one another, the protected party was confronted by all the other women, by the other woman. And who threatened to beat her beep, as we as well as her seven year old daughter. The oh, woman pulled down no. the Don't woman be bringing a daughter into it. <laughs> the woman pulled down her COVID nineteen mask and attempted to spit at her. Which is the most that's Why the worst thing you yeah. could do. I'd rather be punched in the face. Anyway. Can um it? when she missed, she entered the other woman's shopping cart and struck her in the face with a ten pound log of prepackaged <laughs> meat. Wait, Off- entered her shopping cart? Yeah, like I, I imagine, like, like reached in. Oh, I thought I she meant like, like I was like, maybe she's on a rascal, <laughs> yeah. you know, and she got in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> Officers arrested the 25 year old Cleveland woman, Cleveland figures, yeah. oh, and charged her with assault and violating a temporary protection order. When arrested, her five year old child was turned over to another family member. A criminal history check revealed a history of violent behavior what? and multiple warrants out for her arrest. Meat in an unknown, it, it is unknown what initially led to the beef between uh, the two. Do women. better, article writer. 
I oh, thought that was pretty I love good. That was, yeah. the, that was the police department. That wasn't the article. That was the police department. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Probably some unmet needs there. Unmet needs. You know, talking about bullying, unmet needs. There's a lot of hurt. A lot of meat right. slapping. Yeah, slapping. Oh, good meat. thing I didn't have some meat when I got bullied. Cause. Yeah, that would have been worse. <laughs> Dateline. Ding. Florida. No, you ding after this. Uh, where it is. Florida. Ding. <laughs> Florida woman, 28, allegedly dressed as student at Miami High School to promote Instagram account. A 28-year-old Florida woman who allegedly went to a Miami high school on Monday dressed as a student. I just said that. She was arrested, according to reports. Audrey Nicole Francesquini is accused of handing out flyers to students promoting her social media account while wearing a backpack and carrying a skateboard and recording her interactions on her phone when she was stopped by school security. Now, all I can think of is Joey from Friends when he was trying to look young and he was wearing like the basketball shirt. He's like, yo, that's whack. What's with the whack? She, she carries a skateboard right. into school. That's what all the kids are doing these days. Oh, yeah. And the other thing is she doesn't apparently know that it's not the 80s or 90s. Like you can't Correct. just get into a school these right. days. Like she's obviously going to be approached by somebody. She told the officer she was looking for the registration office and was stopped a second time when she continued to hand out flyers. The school was advised of a potential threat on campus. When she alleged, I love all the allegedly's. <laughs> Bro, she did it. Yeah. Okay, no one's yeah. suing you, Fox News. Uh, when she allegedly refused to leave, but she finally left through a side door before she could be stopped. And uh, believe it or not, police identified her through Instagram. Her Instagram account. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! But smart from a emotional needs standpoint, the whole influencer Instagram. You know, thing which is nothing new, but it breaks my heart. She's got some hurts. She, ooh, she's got some hurts. Um, and now some of those teachers and parents might have some security needs mm. to be met. Um, so do do better, Francis Queenie. But some people can't do better. That's right. I have a can't do better. Let's hear. And it. and earlier, you know, I was saying not so nice things about my students but I love my students they are the best so you did not say anything not nice okay. you just said you're ready to be done I'm, and I'm they're ready done to be with done. you but kindergartners are awesome and they'll tell you that Aww. they have a question and then you call on them and then they, it is totally it's not a not question. question it's a life story <laughs> right. yeah but anyway this school bus was ha- hijacked not so long ago in South Carolina and you say how could this be I can't do better well um this is this is the bus driver talking. He says, as we were traveling, I guess the hijacker realized there were several students on the bus scattered throughout. He decided to move all the students up front so he could keep us all close in proximity. And when he did that, some of my kindergartners started asking questions. And at the end, when they started questioning him, it frustrated him because his main objective was to get to the next town, but they were only on the road for about four miles when he got frustrated with the questions <laughs> and stopped the bus and told them all to get off right now. <laughs> and I love it. I feel seen. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do better kindergartners. I know. They saved. That's so funny. So he got, he, he was captured a few more miles down the road and is charged with 19 counts of kidnapping. Yeah, that's going to add up. Yeah. Whoa. That's where we're going, sir, to the next town. Why? Because we want to go to the next town. Why? Well, because I have problems with my wife. Why? (laughs) Didn't you take your own car? Well, because my car got towed. Why? (laughs) Why would he want a bus? I don't know. Yeah, that's a weird choice. That is a weird choice. He was escaping an army base. Like, he didn't want to be there anymore. He wanted to get home. So he must have been super desperate to get on a school bus with (laughs) a gun. It's harder to kidnap army people. Mm. Oh, my. But you go, kindergartners. Can't do better. That is awesome. (laughs) I've got two just quick hit can't do better. Better be. And um, as you say, as you said earlier, Jay, I apparently don't like people very much. Actually, I I said that. You said that. You said, you know, I always do the animals and things. Uh, Yeah, today I have one animal, (laughs) one plant. So I'm basically just going to do the headlines. But the first one is rubber made from dandelions is making tires more sustainable. Mm. Truly a wondrous plant. I'm still going to kill them <laughs> in my yard. 
Well, anywhere. that's the thing. You can kill them as much as you want, and there's still plenty to go around. <laughs> and that's why this is so awesome. They didn't find some rare plant to do this with. It's dandelions. And we all know that dandelions are abundant at least in in our part of the world but no they were they i think this started in, in maybe germany the article said and um they had tried it a long time ago and now they're coming back to it and you can make wines or tire right by I mean, the way wines not? plural hmm. you can make dandelion wine you can make dandelion tires Crazy. my other so there's my plant based yeah. well, that not reminds animal. me of the emotional need of um go with your next one <laughs> You're our dandelion, Chris. That's my plant-based Your story. Only 10%. Now, now my animal-based story. This is truly, this animal could not have done better in this situation. Headline reads, Nimble Cat walks away after five-story fall onto Chicago Street. And we will have a link to this video, man. I, I already watched this. This is crazy. Is it like a cartoon like where it's falling on its back and in the last second it's like... No, it, it almost looks like a flying squirrel when it comes out. It's it's like its are its legs are splayed out wide and it is it's crazy looking. But it um splayed. <laughs> that's a word. But um you know there's an apartment building on fire and of course there's someone down below recording it on their phone. Sure. And you see the cat come to the window and um help the music starts <laughs> <laughs> said, Meow, right. hell. And it says it sort of tested the the edge with its front paws before deciding it wow, was just going to leap. Go. And the and the the people around, or maybe it was the the person holding the camera, you know, or, or sort of screaming or like, you know, oh my gosh, look at this cat jumping out! Like it's gonna it's gonna <laughs> splat pretty onto the, the ground. Yeah. However, five stories up, lands on its feet, walks away. That's crazy. They had like the blanket underneath. They're moving back and forth <laughs> like with the circle in the old days with the firemen. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. That so. is wild. Um, but that does it for episode 114. Chris, would you take us out? Ah, well, that's how we uh, like to end it. That's Please right. make sure you give us a like or follow on social media. Visit us in lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, please take our relational needs questionnaire. You, too, can know all these awesome things about yourself like we are learning. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. See you next week. Bye. Chris's red coat is coming. Chris's red coat is coming. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, it's an awful coat. Thank you, sweetie. I do shower, people. Florida, ding. I always do the animals. The love is new every day, but it is rooted so deep.